Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Erin Woodruff of Erin Woodruff Coaching. And she's a mom, a wife, a CEO, and a life coach who helps women stay happily married to introverts. Hey, Erin, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Mark. It's great to be here. All right, well, let's get stuck into this. So can you just give us a top level introduction on you know, where your business is today and the kind of people that you love working with? Yes. So my business right now, I do private one-on-one coaching, which is so much fun and really where I thrive. And I feel like I can help my clients make the most progress. And I also sell online courses. My signature course is how to stay happily married to an introvert. And I created that course for anyone who wants to create deeper connection with their partners, who wants to rediscover who they are, remind themselves why they fell in love, and how to embrace their differences moving forward in their relationship. Love that. So where are your clients when they come to you? What sort of state or situation are they normally traditionally in? They are usually in a state where they feel very discouraged and they don't really know why. They know that they're resonating with some things that they, that I'm saying, but they feel really bored and lonely in their marriage. And then they beat themselves up because they have no reason to feel miserable. And then that creates more shame and guilt and it spirals them downwards because they can't understand why they could possibly be so unhappy in a relationship that they're happy to be in. Oh, that's so lovely in that. I mean, when, when we deal with, with high level business owners, it's like, I've, I've got the business, I've got, I've got the car, the house, the family, I, I should be happy, but I'm not. It mm-hmm. sounds like you're dealing with that kind of thing, but from a, from a marital, from a personal perspective of, mm-hmm. I've, yeah, I've got what perceived to be like the perfect partner or I, I should mm-hmm. be happy, but something something's off yeah that's it that's the phrase something's off so where do you where do you even begin with that to start to communicate and deep dive and explore what it actually is or is it a case of opening their eyes to um different principles or or what is that well that's a really great question and Everything that would touch on that question is what I put my into my course initially. 
I talk about the differences between introversion and extroversion and how they show up when you're dating and after you get married, because there is a big shift there. Another thing is just rewriting the story of when we were dating, we used to do this. He used to do this for me. And then when you get married, somewhere in our minds, we have this shift that all of the sudden this other person is responsible for our happiness. And so being able to recognize some of the beliefs that we Mm. have either picked up from society or just within yourself, because ideally our romantic partners should add a lot to our life. That's why I truly believe we seek companionship. But if we are running from the belief that they should be different than they are, or that they should be making us happy then we are going to feel really discouraged. So being able to pick apart maybe some of those underlying beliefs right from the get-go of why they're feeling discouraged or why something's off Mm. is a great place to start. Because none of the things that you're currently thinking are bad or wrong, but being able to recognize them is the first step. step. And that that, that is key. There is There's no such thing as good or bad. It is just information. And if we can Mm -hmm. treat it as such, oh my gosh, the emotions go away from it. If it's just information, Mm -hmm. how can we use that to to change, to leverage? What can it help us to to see? So if that's the first step, um, that's a huge first step. Yeah. And I love, and I, I'm not sure if you talk about the three A's on your, in your business or on your podcast, but the three A's of awareness, acceptance, and then action, because you have to become aware of something first. Then when you can accept it and let the emotion go, like you just said, Mark, let the emotion go from that thing. Because it's not good or bad. It just is. And then from there, you can start making action and making a plan for how you can shift in whatever direction that you intentionally want to go. Nice. So what is the what is the end result that your clients, whether it's your course or your one-on-one program, um, what is it that your clients get at the end? What's the end result? The end result is they reconnect with who they are They reconnect with their own passions and desires, and they start learning how to take ownership over their own life. Because I truly believe that we do have people in our lives to add value to our lives. But if we are waiting for them to make us happy, then we are always going to be the ones who are discouraged. So at the end of my course and my program, I give my clients the tools they need to create the relationship that they truly want to have. Mm-hmm. Love that. And you hear it all the time that happiness is an inside job. Mm-hmm. We, we, we can't be controlled by external, by other people, by, you know, we can't control them. <laughs> they shouldn't be able to control us. So we want to be able to, ah, be at one with yourself, find out who mm-hmm. you truly are. I said, step one, awareness. Who are mm-hmm. you? What do you want? And to mm-hmm. acknowledge back to relationship, we're always in transitions with our mm-hmm. business, with the people getting married, situations change, having children, whatever it might be. We're always finding a new transition and we change as people throughout this time. So that change that you see people go through, 
are people not aware that there's been a change? Is it such gradual shifts that suddenly, oh, where am I? Or how do you help people to see and then work through that transition? That's a really great question. And I was actually in a coaching session this week with a client. And at the beginning of the session, she said, I know we've made a lot of progress, but I really want to talk about where I haven't gotten yet. And we talked about it for a while. We talked about some things that we, goals that she had, Mm -hmm. that she had set up at the beginning of our coaching together. And we did talk about maybe where she was lacking. And then she was like, so where do I go from here? Because I don't feel like I'm making any progress. And I was like, this is really great because did you just hear what you said about this, this, and this? Did you just hear what you said about how you didn't yell at your kids today, how the clutter around your house isn't making you feel overwhelmed, how this and this, and you use the terms, I've totally got this. It's just going to take a minute. And she had not realized the mental shifts and the emotional shifts she had made toward her family and toward her home. Mm. And that right there, and I stopped mid-session just to point it out, because I do think it's too easy for us to always be looking. I haven't made it to the destination where I'm headed. Or, yeah, but what's next? What's next? What's next? Mm-hmm. So we've done that. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've sorted my house out. I'm a relationship with the kids. Cool, I've done that. But what's next? It's like, no, mm-hmm. no pause. That yeah. was the, why you came here in the first place. Let's acknowledge yes. that. I love the way you were pointing that out. It's huge. Yeah, and it changed the whole session after that for her to sit there. And I said, just acknowledge this. Yeah. What you just said to me is incredible progress. And it was amazing for her to recognize and to connect with herself. And I said, be grateful for yourself. You are the one that has been telling yourself these things over and over for days. Now you've been creating the habits and patterns in your life. And Mm -hmm. so I like when we're talking about looking back and seeing, helping my clients see where they're at. I really try to point it out every single time I have contact with them because they are always improving. Love that. So, okay, we've spoken about your clients and it's all so easy for us to sit here on our high horses saying, oh, you you should be doing this and they do this. And, you know, let's, so let's bring this back and put you in a spotlight. So Mm -hmm. with this and bring it back to you as a business owner, because as you know, on this podcast, we talk about the business owner's journey and all the things that come along for us, not just for our clients. Um, Mm -hmm. And of course, I truly, truly believe that the thing that we teach, the thing that we've learned the most is actually the thing that we need the most help with at different levels. Mm -hmm. I find this time and time again. So, you know, with your business, when you first started um, to help people see the journey you've been on, what were the biggest things that you had to overcome as you started with your first couple of years of your business? My biggest hurdle that I had to overcome personally was a belief that I, if I followed what I truly wanted, that I would bulldoze my husband and that my marriage would end. How, how so? Well, a lot of social conditioning, first of all, but it was such a belief that was ingrained in me so deep that I was terrified to do anything that I wanted to, because I was fearful that 
I would fracture our relationship in some point, at some point. And this is what I do now in my business because I know there's people out here, out there that feel the same way that I did. So I was just constantly holding myself back from doing the things that I wanted to do. And that was starting a business that was being a bit bit more. Was it the the success that if you're, you know, you hit that level of success, then it's going to be tough for your husband to be able to cope or understand that or that you're going to grow. And was it your fear that you wouldn't grow together? Therefore you'd move apart. What was it for you that was specifically, I can, it was actually, even in hindsight, maybe you didn't know at the time. Yeah, both actually. It was more like a, he, it was some of both. I was either going to prove to him that I didn't need him anymore and kind of push him out of my life. Mm. Or he was just going to be discouraged because I was gaining, I was creating the life that I wanted as a business owner and entrepreneur. And I couldn't see him with me there. And that was really hard and it was so discouraging and it held me back for a really long time. And yeah. With that, what, was it true? What was it? Was it all in your head? Was it stuff that your husband has actually said to you? I'm trying to gauge where these things come from because we we both know they can be self-created. They can be actually false. Just the voices that what they tell us. Um, sometimes they can be real. They can be told to us, but mm-hmm. where was that coming from? It was not coming from him, <laughs> which is the craziest thing. It was never coming from him. It was really coming from my family and then from other stories I had picked up over my whole life from other people. I mm. personally identify myself as a high achiever, someone that likes to do a lot of things. I like to excel at what I do. And I have lost relationships or friendships, even very unintentionally, because I somehow bulldozed a friend in the process. And I was scared of my own potential of what I could create. And I, it just was in my head that any personal close relationship that I have I will have to lose or it has to be gone because that's just what happens. It's, it's the pattern that happens to me, but also there's so much evidence outside of me of where that's happened with people when they gain success. Let's quote Spider-Man with great power comes great responsibility, right? Yes. Now that is, that is too much of a weight to bear so i i can mm-hmm. i hear this sort of social conditioning the experiences that you've had it has happened you have seen mm-hmm. this you've been told this therefore there's such a there's so much in your backpack there to be able to sort of take with you um yeah and so i love just analyzing that part of your journey and see what you're doing now how you're helping um your your women to be able to come into their their zone of genius to be able to start to do what they want because you actually have been there and overcome and probably let's be Mm -hmm. honest still working on these things (laughs) that you continue to have the skill set to be able to coach and guide people through yeah and I always think because there was a moment where something shifted for me and it was actually in 
I had hired my first coach and I started believing in coaching and it was in my very first coaching session. And I told my coach a similar story to what I've just shared with a little bit more emotion and details because I was really stuck in it. Mm. And she asked me the question, so what if none of that story was true? And in that moment, it was like a breath of fresh air. And for a long first time in a long time, I was like, I can breathe. Like, what if this was a fresh start for me? And that was the first thing that popped into my head. If this story that I am not carrying, if it wasn't true, then this could just be a fresh start and I could do whatever I wanted. And so that became my whole phrase for the next, well, it still is. It's still on my vision board. It's still something I carry with me all the time because I remind myself, this is my fresh start. Every day is my fresh start. So that, sorry. No, I think that's beautiful. I think it's such a beautiful thing to be looking at. What if this belief, this programming, this whatever it is in your head, what if that actually isn't true? Now, I want to take that to another level because that on its own is life-changing. If that's the only thing you take away from this episode and you actually hear it and listen to it again and apply it, oh Mm -hmm. my gosh, that is life-changing. Let's go a little bit deeper with that because we all have these um, limiting beliefs, false beliefs, whatever you want to call them, okay? Mm -hmm. We all have them. So to understand, are they true? That's one thing. But we need to have beliefs. So we need to Mm -hmm. install new ones into us. And you know what? If you're going to have a false belief, you might as well make it a false belief that actually serves you. So I wonder (laughs) what false beliefs we can, you know, people say, you know, business is hard. If I leave my job, but it's got to be hustle. Mm -hmm. Really? Is that every single person in the world ever? No, cool. So it's not a rule. It's not a law. Mm -hmm. So how about the belief that find the right business? It is fucking easy. Oh yeah. It is just so good and things fall into place. I'd rather have a false belief that empowers me than have a limiting belief that controls me. So yeah, how can we replace those limiting beliefs with empowering ones, regardless of whether they're true or not? There's a superpower. Yes, I love that. And going back to my fresh start, that I think is still my belief that doesn't feel totally true. I still lean into that of this yeah. is my fresh start. And for so many reasons, but I've added, this is my fresh start to try a new business. This is my fresh start to repair a relationship. So Mm. I think whatever thing that you feel like is that limiting belief for you, if you can see that it's not true, how can you shift it to just make it seem a little bit more real of what if this is my fresh start? What if this is my big break? What And I love the phrase, if you put something, wouldn't it be cool? Wouldn't it be cool if I made a million dollars this year? Wouldn't it be cool if I finally hit my goal weight? And I like, for me, I like framing those beliefs that we don't quite believe yet in a form of a question to make it exciting. So with what you just said there, I'm going to jump in there and be like, cool, let's do it. What? What belief, what limiting belief do you have right now that wouldn't it be cool if 
would transport and rocket fuel your your business you know, this year? Well, I shared with you off the podcast recording, but I mine is this year of wouldn't it be cool if I was a guest on a hundred different podcasts this year? Wouldn't it be cool if I got in front of that many more people? Wouldn't it be cool if I met a hundred different podcast hosts to connect with them, to hear their story, to share my story? And mm. that that is the thing that's propelling me forward in my business this year of wouldn't it be cool if I can make this many connections this year? Yeah. And this is where, as the, the coach that I am, I get to go one level deeper, which is, so what? What is the next step? Wouldn't it be cool if you can get on 100 podcasts? Yeah, it would. You'd mm-hmm. enjoy it. You'll get more visibility. So mm-hmm. that what what do you really want? Because you do not want to go on 100 podcasts. What you actually <laughs> want is, yeah. so where are we going? What, what, do, what do you actually want? What I actually want is to create the life that I'm excited to be living. And that looks like me doing a business and connecting with people because of my own personal desires, but Mm. also creating a business that can sustain the life that I want to have. So I can be the present wife and mom and sister and friend that I want to be. So riddle me this. Why is your business not at the stage that it should be today? Because I don't know that it's ever going to be where I want it to be in this moment. I think for me, I our priorities are always shifting and changing. And uh-huh. the last two years, my family and my home has taken a priority over my business. Yeah. And this year, my business is a priority. My family is still right neck and neck with it. But this year, I've made different sacrifices for my business. And it was a conversation that I had extensively with my husband and our toddler. Not that she cares, but... (laughs) The real boss, right? (laughs) She really is. But to compromise and create a life within our home of where I can spend all of the time and energy right now to create the business that will sustain us, that will sustain the lifestyle that we want. So I do think my business isn't where it's where maybe I would want it at this point because Mm. I have prioritized other things in the past few years. And I feel very happy about that. Nice. Yeah, I mean, this balance, business, health, romance, family, financial, all these different aspects of our life, it is so, so easy to neglect some or maybe mm-hmm. 90% of them, right? As yes. you focus on your business, it's so easy for your family, your romance, your health to suffer. As entrepreneurs, oh my gosh, we are experts at working so goddamn hard yeah. and forgetting to work out, forgetting to eat properly, forgetting to go on a date night all these things i know i did the same thing we've all been there no one is ah no one is immune to this so Mm -hmm. i hear part of your answer was a very live coachy kind of answer you you have (laughs) knowledge you're watching your words which is a a gift and also a curse of of being a coach because you want to be mindful rather than being completely just saying 
the truth because you know what's behind some of those words because words matter but yeah it sounds like for you it is the it is the balance it is making sure that you do hit all these points and how scary is it for you to acknowledge that yeah maybe I've let some parts down what if I focus on business this year and let this down it's it's Mm -hmm. tough because our focus is always moving right yeah it is scary but I've learned as a coach to fill the fear and not let the fear drive my actions. Nice. Because I do think at the core of everything that we do, if we let fear is a really strong emotion, but if we let fear drive, then our life isn't going to be what we want it to be. So I, for me, it is scary, but it's more scary for me not to do things than it is for me to sit back and just coast. So where's your focus this year? Yes, you want to be on 100 podcasts. Mm-hmm. Super. You're, um, how many of you, what's the, what's the number right now? Where are you at? You are number 10. So we're Sweet. at the end of February. You're number 10 and I have nine more scheduled on my calendar. Okay. I have re- I have reached out to 84 podcast hosts so far this year. Super stuff. Love that. Um, yeah. So where else is your focus? Where What else are you looking to achieve and you're excited about happening this year for your for your business or even your personal life as well because hey we can't discount anything yeah as an entrepreneur you're so closely connected to everything yeah there are so many things I'm excited about I actually finished and packaged and what and everything to my course at the end of last year so this year my goal is to sell 500 units of the course and I feel so excited about that because I really have poured my heart and soul into that course to help people find harmony and balance and to create relationships that they want to have. And so Mm -hmm. I've been very excited about my course this year and podcasting is just one way to get my message out to more people. Nice. Okay. And so as the business owner, where do you see, do you predict the challenge coming up with selling your course and expanding your business? The challenge is learning how to sell an online course, getting the copyright. That has been an interesting, I've done a lot of experimenting in the last few months and learning how to sell a course, talking about the features and benefits and helping people understand the benefits of an online course to them and doing it all through social media ads or And it's all about the words that you're using. So I think that is my biggest challenge right now is figuring out how to sell it and getting the copyright. Nice. And how are you going about that? Are you, is it just you're you're on the front line, you're testing this, you're seeing what happens. Are you you taking, you're reading books and podcasts and getting information. Have you got a mentor? What what are you doing right now to be able to start to piece that together for yourself, for your business? So I do have, I'm part of a business program. I have a mentor and a business coach and I am reading and I'm learning. I follow multiple podcasts. The there's multiple about email sequencing and 
advertising online and podcasting is really good. But the biggest thing is I'm just testing stuff and I'm rewriting my copy. And when I learn something, I go back to my copy. I have it all saved and I look and I say, oh, that wasn't explained very well. And I'm trying to instantly implement the things that I'm learning. And that has worked really well as far as the load on my brain as an entrepreneur, because Mm. I'm not putting stuff on the back burner of like, oh, I'll do it later. If I hear something that's really inspiring to me, I just make a note of it real quick and I go do it within 24 hours just to even tweak something small. So I am trying to instantly implement the stuff that I'm learning and that has helped a lot as well. Nice. Awesome. Well, hey, Aaron, thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you for sharing your your challenges and what you're looking to achieve this year. It's so much fun hearing it from you know behind the scenes of of the life coach. So thank you so much for for this appearance. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun. Hey, you're welcome. Look, if people are like, Erin, yes, tell me more. I want to hear more. Where can they find you? You can find me at Erin Woodruff Coaching on all social media platforms, on Instagram and on Facebook. You can find me there and my website, erinwoodruffcoaching.com. Perfect. Well, again, thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.